Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hi, welcome back to Locked On Sixers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. And right with me, I have the great Mike Silski, the man, the myth, the legend of the Philadelphia Inquirer, war-winning columnist, right, Mike? I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut, my friend. And tonight that nut was Joel Embiid. Yeah, yeah, it was Joel Embiid, but you got a, you have a lot of nuts though. But when you win awards, but yeah, Joel, yeah, he cracked a lot of nuts tonight too. <laughs> he did, uh-huh. he did. Um, talk about Joel. Just, just give me, just talk about his performance. Here's a guy. He played twelve minutes, fifty-seven seconds. He had six points. He had two blocks. Uh, you know, he had four rebounds. You know, just he had three turnovers. But just talk about his. Imp- Performance. It was his first time playing at basketball in two years. Yeah, you know, that showed early on. You know, in the first, Brett Brown had talked before the game about playing him in four-minute clumps. Um, and in the first four-minute stint, it looked like he had not played ball in two years. You know, he missed his first three shots, front-rimmed all three, which suggested to me, you know, a little bit of tentativeness, trying to get back in the flow of the game. He took a seat on the bench. Brett brought him back in the game, and that's when – you started to see the signs of, oh, wow, once this guy gets into the flow of a game, you can see what kind of player he can be once he knocks the rust off. You know, he hits a nice kind of spin fadeaway. Uh, he goes back to the other end of the floor and blocks a dunk. Um, it, it, it just, you had these signs where you said, oh, wow, this is the player that everybody around the NBA was seeing before he got hurt. To me, the key question, I wrote about this in the column I wrote tonight, is how does Brett Brown, the Sixers coach, and how do the rest of the power people in the organization deal with the inevitable temptation to play this guy more than they have laid out in terms of a schedule and kind of restricting him? You know, even tonight, Brett had said before the game, I'm only going to play him 12 minutes. (laughs) Well, 12 minutes became 12 minutes and 57 seconds. And, you know... It's going to be really hard for them, the more signs he shows, to limit him, to restrict him. Because at some point, they're going to want to win games, and at some point, he's going to be their best player. And it's going to be really hard to take him off the floor. At some point, he's already their best yeah, player. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, and, and, and to be honest with you, you know, I was hoping that Brett would bring him back out in the third quarter mm-hmm. because I was starting to enjoy watching him play. Because like you said, at each clump, at, at each clump that he came out there, he progressed. Yeah. He felt more comfortable. And then you look at him and, and you're saying to yourself, like, wow, this guy is going to be good. And and not only that, think about it. This is a preseason game, his first preseason game. And he's drawing a double team in the second quarter. And it, and it was Amir Johnson and Al Horford. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like two scrubs <laughs> off the bench. It yeah. was the yeah. Celtics' two best post players. Yeah. Um, and the other telling moment to me was late in the first half and the closing seconds, he hits a catch-and-shoot 20-footer from the top of the key and swishes it. And as he's heading back down the court, he pumps his fist Mm -hmm. in a way that says, 
I'm supposed to make that shot. Mm-hmm. Like, that shot should go in for me. And I was frustrated that I was playing the way I was playing before. Mm-hmm. The kid, you've spent more time around him than I have, but the little bit I've spent around him, he seems very, very confident, very, very smart. Like, understands oh, yeah. what he can and cannot do on the floor. And I think it's as long as he stays healthy, it's simply going to be a matter of him taking to the coaching to kind of knock out some, some bad habits that you might see in any young mm-hmm. player. Like... Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned the double team coming to him. What did he do when that happened? He started drifting towards the sideline, dribble, tried to dribble his way out of the double team, and that took away all his passing lanes and mm-hmm. turned the ball over. Um, you know, he, he tended to want to shoot a fadeaway or a jump shot instead of going up strong, making a move to get closer to the basket to get an easier shot. Those are the sort of things that the Sixers are going to be able to drill out of him over time and that he'll stop doing over time. But if you're a Sixers fan, you have to be encouraged with the way he played. It, it, no, no doubt, and and you know we talk about you know his intelligence, and it's funny because you know he'll answer your question, and but he's also you know he he'll answer it. You you ask a question, but then he'll also give you go a step further and give you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, he says, "Hey, I wasn't happy with my offense. Right. I mean, he shot two for six, but the one thing that he left out is he started off zero for three, and he went two for three in a, you know in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says. Tomorrow, I have to go watch this game film because I have to learn how to get out of the double team by the next game. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, basically, he could have just said, hey, you know what? Everybody likes my performance. I had a great first game. I'm When we get back to Philly, I'm going to party a little bit, mm-hmm. have a great time. But this guy is talking about going watching game film yeah, it's and seeing it, how he could get out of it. It's interesting. I wrote a column last week comparing him and Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. Eagles quarterback, and I talked to a cognitive psychologist who talked about how certain creative people, and he included elite athletes in this, can learn by watching. Like, even though Joel didn't play for two years, close to three years, really, yeah. um, he spent so much time. He was, we both know he's, he loves basketball, and he's a voracious film watcher. He watches the game all the time. And he might be able to kind of take what he watches in film and, as he said tonight, immediately translate that into a correction he can make in the next game. Like, okay, I'm going to watch the film, I'm going to see what I need to do to get out of that double team or to pass out of it or to make a move before they can even get to me to double team, and I'll apply that in the next game. And you saw that with Carson Wentz with the Eagles, that you know he sat for a month after he got hurt, and boom, it was like he didn't miss a beat. And so now we get to see if Embiid can do something similar and take what he's watching and actually put it on the floor. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Now, you know, you talk about Embiid. And you know he was he was the best player on the floor, but the second oh, for the Sixers, the second best player in my opinion was Dario Saric. Absolutely, and if you know Dario hit what two threes tonight, two threes, two open threes, two and for if, three, and that was the the really the big concern everybody had about him as he's making the transition from Europe to the NBA was is he athletic enough, and can he hit enough outside shots to where defenses have to honor him. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, then, everything else that's good about his game, his passing ability, his vision, his intelligence, um, kind of what Brett Brown described as the old-school elements to his game, they'll then blossom and come to the forefront. And he looked very confident shooting the ball tonight. He got a breakaway dunk where he got out on the fast break. You know, he looked more in shape and more in sync than most anybody else on the floor for the Sixers. I think in large part because he played... He's played continuously all year, including mm-hmm. at the Rio Olympics. 
Exactly right. Now, the thing is, as I'm looking at those two, and then you start thinking, like, where does Ben Simmons fit in mm-hmm. with him being, you know, the, 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 the franchise player, so to speak? You know, I'm thinking, hey, I, I really want to see Ben Simmons play the point when he comes back. Now, I know it's going to be an adjustment for him to guard point guards, but, you know, they, they'll probably disguise certain lineups. But, I mean, the way I saw Dario and I saw the way that you look at Dario and you look at Joel and see how they can play together, it's one of those things. And you see Ben, he's a great passer. He can get out and go. It's kind of like, wow, I mean, I would love to see the three of them on the floor together yeah. in the future down yeah, the road. That's the, dis- that's the really disappointing thing about Simmons' uh, injury mm-hmm. and the fact that he's going to be out three months, you know, we assume is that you don't see the full cohesion of what they're going to be, you mm-hmm. know. That was that was the intrigue of this season all along, is you were going to see which parts fit together and which parts didn't. Who among the big men were you going to keep with Embiid? Mm-hmm. You know, would, would Nerlens Noel be able to function on this team with Embiid? Would Jaleel Okafor? And we didn't, obviously, we didn't get to see Okafor tonight. Um, so... They're going to be more fun to watch because we're all going to be watching in a way like we did tonight. Like, how does this look? Who's going to be able to play together? And the big mystery now is who's going to get the ball to Embiid and Saric to to initiate offense because that was a huge Mm -hmm. problem tonight. You know, Sergio Rodriguez, TJ McConnell, um, you know, guys really struggled to just run a half-court system tonight um it was as our colleague bob cooney at the daily news said it was kind of chuck and duck a little bit in the half court set so you know you hope jared bayless can provide a little bit of that um and you hope that rodriguez and mcconnell can get better at it yeah and the thing is you know i I don't really mcconnell and rodriguez you know they they could have had a better game i think mcconnell was more offensive um you know he he had 13 points and, and four assists my problem was not wasn't really with the guards. Hmm. It was with the other guys. That's fair. Like yeah. for instance, the wings. It's like instead of seeing Embiid wide open, these guys are trying to go and, and do layups and getting their shots blocked. Yeah. Or missing, yeah. you know, missing or, or bricking threes and stuff like that. So I really didn't like looking at that. Um, you know, when you look at TJ and you look at Sergio, in in my opinion, these guys are are going to be quality reserves for mm-hmm. this team. I mean, let's face it, it's going to be Gerald Bayless' team until Ben Simmons is able to come back and slide over and learn that point guard role. Because as much as the Sixers don't, like, they all say point forward, whenever they talk about their point guards, they're always bringing up Simmons' name. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, we, you know, on the, on the, on the, we talked about the positives of the games, but here again, you have another in- injury. Yeah. You have Nick Stauskas, who has a hamstring yep. strain. I mean, it just seems like this team in these last three years is just their snake-bitten snake with these injuries. Yeah, and, and I wonder how much of it is because they are so young and they are so sports science-driven. In, in the sense that, you know, I, I, we both talked to Nick before pract- uh, during the shoot-around today, the morning shoot-around. And he had two big bags of ice wrapped around his knees. Mm-hmm. And that's something you see throughout the NBA. All guys do that, you know. And it's something that you generally see veteran players do. And it's, it's, a, it's an homage to kind of the way things used to be, in a way. It's kind of one of these tried and true things that all guys do. You ice your knees after every workout, you know, otherwise, you know, you'll have problems with them. And I wonder if the, 
a more veteran team with guys who have been through the grind year after year, who know their own bodies and know what it takes for them to get ready to play night after night after night, if, if they would be suffering the same degree of injury that this team is because the players are so young, in some ways they're, they're developing, um, and Brett Brown and the organization is asking an awful lot of them during training camp. This is a very rigorous camp in terms of the workouts that they're going through. There's not a lot of throttling back. It is full bore, let's go. For all the talk of, you know, load management and all that kind of stuff, the practices they run are really demanding. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think also, if even if you had a veteran ball club, they wouldn't do this. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's right. one of those things where, all right, coach, uh, you know, we're just going yeah, to sit not back today. and relax. Not, not today. today. Not today. And, and yeah, it's going to be a lot. Because if you look at it, you know, Gerald Henderson, you know, Whenever you see them scrimmaging at the end of practice, he's rarely in there. Right. You know what I mean? Because, you know, he's a veteran. So, yeah, and, and I think, yeah, Brett's trying to, you know, he's, he's working them hard because he's trying to see what these guys uh, have. And, and as you say, sometimes you have some casualties because of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's going to um, be, I mean, it's a shame because Staskus, you know, I think we both agree Staskus is kind of on the bubble here. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's playing for a job, which... You know, for the eighth pick in the 2014 draft, you wouldn't think that. It speaks to what a disappointment he's been in a way. Um, and, you know, Brett talked before the game about, you know, possibly you know, moving him to point guard and letting him run some pick-and-roll stuff as he did with Michigan. And at this point, if you're Nick Staskis, you're desperate to do anything to try to show that you can stay in the league because you've shot 33% from three over your first two years in the league. That's that's not good for somebody who's supposed to be a shooter. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. The point guard role, he wants to – Slash more. He wants to go to the basket. He wants to do a lot of, you know, different things. So, if for him, you would hope that he can be able to come back soon mm-hmm. and, and and try to solidify a roster spot, you know, because there's one guy, Brandon Paul. I mean, he looked phenomenal tonight. He yeah. came off the bench. He was like uh, instant offense. Yeah. He had 15 points. And he said today, he says, "Look, I'm tr- my goal is to make." that final cut hard on the coach. Right. Make him, like, decide that, hey, I don't really want to be – I don't want to have to cut Brandon Paul. Mm-hmm. And, like, today he looked like it. He yeah. came in and he – and, like, Brett even said, you know, got to a point where they took him out the game and they had to bring him back in because he was playing solid defense. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, he, he had a heck of a game. Staska still doesn't look big enough to me. Like, he just – I know he, he they've talked a lot about him working out in the offseason. And Brett had a great line today – to me, you know, but, 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 you know, kind of in, in trying to cultivate confidence, like be proud when we go shirts and skins. Like don't don't let that, you know, the fact that you're taking your shirt off and you get your kind of pasty, doughy white body, like build yourself up so that when we go shirts and skins, it's like, hey, here I go. I got mm-hmm. some definition. I got some muscle. You ready to go? We're going to go. Um, you know, making these Manu Ginobili comparisons and all that stuff. But I still don't see it yet with Staskis. Maybe I'm missing it. Uh, he looked good in the in the pre, in the other games. I mean, excuse me, not the games, in the scrimmages. It's just today, I, I guess he took a setback. Now I don't know how much it was, you know, contributed to the the hamstring. Mm. I mean, we'll find out later. But you know, it, it's one of those things, like you said, as an eighth pick, he he has underachieved thus far. I mean, you look at a guy like T.J. McConnell, undrafted, and he's playing well. And, yeah. and then you look at you know Nick, so. You know, he, he, he has struggled, and he shouldn't be battling uh, undrafted guys for roster spots. So, you know, I, your point was uh, was valid. 
But hey, Mike, I really want to thank you for coming on this podcast. My pleasure, man. You gave a lot of great info as you always do, and um, I want people to know if you if you guys want to read great columns, very insightful, and they're just not these opinionated columns. They're columns who you know he does a lot of research and they're extremely informative. You know you can catch Mike on on Philly dot com or in or in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Inquire, excuse me, I'm about to butcher our paper's <laughs> name, but um, it was and, nice working with you. Yeah, Keith. it was nice. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Keith Pompey used to work for the Inquirer, <laughs> but um, hey, thank you guys for for listening in, and make sure that you subscribe to this bi- podcast. As I said, I'll come to you guys five days a week with the latest and greatest Sixers information.